Hey guys, and welcome to episode 438 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. How are you, mate? I'm brilliant, mate, to be honest. I'm in good spirits. Thanks very much for tuning in if you're listening to the podcast. If you're a long-time listener, you know this is where we used to share the highs and lows and all the learnings as we built out our previous business. That business hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, Harrison is in the senior leadership team of that business, and it's taken on a new form really got rid of some of the products it used to do and focus in the certain areas. So we're sort of sharing that journey. And I guess from where I'm at, it's moving from an entrepreneur to an employee and sharing my experiences through that world, as well as just hanging out with members of the community, answering questions, because I guess over four, the previous 437 shows, it's been amazing the people that we've met through the podcast. And that's the, I guess the reason we keep getting on the mics because of those relationships. So we're here, H, we have a list of question from my understanding. I'm sort of... Yeah. Just to get a just sense to you've got back a... for a second. If people are new, they're thinking, why have I had like one show in like three weeks? Uh, we're busy, guys. <laughs> so we do this every Friday-ish, maybe Saturday like we're doing today. So, you know, subscribe. You will get another episode. We are back. We are committed. But, you know, we've got day jobs now. We're all very busy people. And uh, but like also... Said, go on. Sorry, mate. I just... Uh, okay. bit I, was delay there. I was going to go into the question. We're keen. There's high energy today. We're, we're, we're well-rested. This is why Saturdays mate. are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's vibing, mate. So if you are relatively new here or listen to me and H for a while and you are interested, it's called The Network um, because we needed to put a name to it because there's a group and there's a Zoom calls and bits like that. If you are interested in getting involved with the community, whether it's on these monthly Zoom calls we do where we hang out and sort of support each other with anything that's going on in your respective business, or we also do dinners every four months, uh, which is an amazing opportunity to meet other people from the community, likely founders entrepreneurs business owners people that are trying to innovate and do interesting stuff if that sounds interesting h did a podcast about this or is it just email you and say yeah, think, what's the I network think that was i think that was sort of the last the no it was not the last episode it was the one previous to that uh but yeah get in touch harrison at experttrades.com two t's in the middle one s at the end uh yeah get in touch i found that the, t-shirt the other day by the way my mate mine is still in the wardrobe I don't think I've ever yeah. worn it. I don't think I dare yeah, I try wear it. it on now, though. <laughs> I don't want to know the truth. <laughs> I don't want to know the harsh reality that life has happened to me over the past, what, how no, long? No, I, I, think, I think that's maybe the reason I put it on is because I was feeling semi-confident about how I'm getting on. I'm like, <laughs> He's back this, on the peloton. This... How does this fit exactly. me now? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's good. 5.15 starts, buddy. Like, uh, I'm enjoying that now. Um Diet to follow, like there's like fading at like two, three o'clock in the afternoon, but I just need to eat more because I'm exercising, but in a good place, enjoying it, sort of get my exercise done before the day starts, get into my inbox before the people wake up. For anyone that is not watching, we can see that Adam is wearing a Huel (laughs) t-shirt. Adam, do you think that, this is just a genuine question. I feel like this is a loaded question with you, (laughs) Edge. Well, no, because so you say you're sort of flagging by like what two, three o'clock now, it, like because you're exercising and or you're just hungry or whatever. Like what? I don't know if that's necessarily because of what you're eating or what you're doing. But would you would you say that because I know you're having Huel as a convenience factor? How mm-hmm. well do you find that that satiates you and keeps you going? Because to me, I know that shakes can help, but they're not like a. Like if you had a big breakfast, I find that that will keep me going much longer than a protein shake. 
I know there's more in it than yeah. just protein, but well, you you know me though, just generally, and not not to spend too long on this, but I can go like a day and just not eat and not think about it, and that's not healthy. So it's actually I'm probably putting a little bit more in my body when it comes to like I'm actually eating some healthier stuff, but I the energy is because I'm I'm also reducing my amount of caffeine. Um, which I think I'm probably just in this going cold turkey. I'm not completely off caffeine, but I've significantly reduced it. So normally when I'm like one, two o'clock, need to pick me up, get a couple of espressos down me, good to go. I have stopped doing that after lunch now. Uh, just I'm, I'm sort of going to bed earlier and trying to get a bit of a better sleep right now. So that stopped, but also the snacks, like I'm not snacking and those little snacks throughout the day are obviously full of sugar and good kicks. Uh, I'm just, I guess just in a transition now from like changing how I eat and my body hopefully will then say, actually, you need to put some more shoals or healthy food in you. I guess I'm just working it out, mate, but feeling good for it. And I guess the best outcome from it is the amount of energy I have in the morning, sort of between like half five and like you say, 12, 12 midday, two o'clock. I feel like I've done a day's work before midday arrives and that's amazing. So feeling good. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Um, yeah, let's get and into if this. Huel, if Huel want to reach out and sponsor the podcast, we're not yeah, if, against if that. If Huel or Brewdog want to sponsor the show, then... Could you imagine both of those? We'd Jeez. both be in heaven. On both fronts, I think. Because I think you like Huel. Yeah, it I, seems I, like we're trying I, to tee them up. Guys, I'd 100% utilize Huel. I just... Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a whole food kind of guy, but I do appreciate the convenience of a shake. 100%. And you definitely appreciate the convenience <laughs> of a Brewdog. <laughs> Uh, at the same time not at the same time as a Huel that would be weird but guys if you're connected to Brewdog or Huel and in the audience and you want to tee this deal up hey grease grease the wheels for us let's go some more message is it it's James right James James Watts is it James Watt Brewdog yeah yeah James Watt yeah, yeah. James reach out mate uh, <laughs> let's get into this um, so we had another it feels like the Damien show at the moment he's been getting in touch he's been keeping the podcast alive I've got to be got to be uh, fair with him though because um, <laughs> that's the subject line of his email and we're here guys thanks to Damien so if you want to send a question in just like Damien did remember Harrison at experttrades.com two C's in the middle one S at the end Adam strap in for this we're actually going to go a bit off piece here, but let me let me read the email out first. Sorry, like we already haven't. We've tried to solicitate hey, sponsorship from Brewdog and Huel in the first six minutes. We like, to, we like to warm up, you know. We like to just get in the groove. We let people know what we're about. Now we're getting into the meat and bones, you know. We've got to ease into it. You don't just dive into a, an ice bath. You've got to dip your toe first, you know. Oh no! With that, you do you do jump in, mate. You don't you don't slip into an ice bath. I did my first cryo chamber the other day, by the way. Oh, we get we're going completely off piece. Bring us back. Bring us back. Bring us back. Yeah, we need to talk about that another time. Uh, Damien emails in. He says, "Hey guys, just listen to the pod. Thanks for answering my last question. Yes, I did think you disappeared again. (laughs) Got a question for you both around starting a new business. Here's the framing. You have a choice of two new businesses." Both very similar, but in different industries. Both have huge marketplaces, the ability to build community, engagement, and multiple revenue streams. They can be VC-backed or bootstrapped with the potential to build a large company or decent lifestyle business. And your current business would continue to fund you with just operating six to eight days a month. Your head says to start the one in the industry you have loads of experience in but you're not passionate about it as you've worked at an owner slash operator level for over 10 years and your heart says 
you want to start the new one you've absolutely no industry experience in but you constantly want to imp you constantly want to improve as you can see problems unfairness injustices towards people working in the industry and the customers being served any thoughts now loads yeah just to add on top of that there was a lot more we've he sort of sent a few bits and there was a lot more additional context what I want to do is kind of change what we're doing here. And rather than necessarily diving into uh, what Damien is asking here and answer him directly, I'm just saying this on the spot. But Damien, I'm actually going to reach out to you just after we record this because I would rather just get him on the show because I feel like we've had so much back and forth. Oh, nice. Now. Let's get him on the show and let's have a full-on discussion on the mics. But the one thing I'm taking away from this, Adam, is a really interesting um, kind of... I'm sure everyone sort of gets to this point as well when they've been in an industry for 10 plus years. You know, you've yourself, for example, you've been in the yep. construction industry, marketing uh, se se sector for, well, nearly a decade, right? No, over, over. So before that, I was in the construction sector anyway. I've been running my own thing for 10 yeah, yeah. years, but before that, I was in the industry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. See, you've been grafted all this time, mate. Um, yep. So the desire to be like, ah, I just want something new. For it. I want change. I want a new change of scenery. Um, but like you're saying here, it's like the the lack of experience or, you know, it, how do you decide on whether you stick to what you know i guess let me tell you about how do you keep things fresh whether you're staying in the same industry or moving to a new one like the temptation to move to a new industry must be very strong you know you've jumped ship now uh, <laughs> but like what was that more of a for you was that more i just want to different challenge it just happens to be in a different industry or is the industry part of the challenge hopefully that makes sense i felt like i was talking for a no it makes sense <laughs> no it's amazing like amazing like and uh i think just the way you one read the question you've got a really good ability to slow the, slow the pace of it down and make it really clear i have a tendency to speed things up a little bit so appreciate that i try, I try and uh do you know what that is as well because i spend a lot of time with people reading scripts and stuff as well and i like there's a there's many times where I'm like oh just let me do it <laughs> like, I, could, I could try this <laughs> yeah nice not trying to be too directive but hey do this for me try yeah. this angle just just be uh, better. <laughs> do better <laughs> I guess the where my head went to when you sort of read the question out and let it sink in for a second and I guess you then reframing it for me and my situation what I reflected on was what am I optimizing for? Because I think that's, like if we think about like the, the, the strategy and the tactics of your own personal life, like the, the tactics are sort of like the industry and, and bits like that. But like in terms of like what you actually, what you optimizing for, you have to look at how you're spending time and what you're trying to get out of that time. And I guess to make that more tangible, it's, if if Damien's trying to optimize for wealth creation, that should definitely go into the decision-making around where he wants to play for the next three, five, 10 years. The next chapter, as I've referred to mine, which is actually for, for me being CEO of Expert Trades for 10 years, that was a chapter. I didn't want it to be my whole book. And the reason for that was I got to a position in my career where I, I wanted to 
I guess I wanted a new challenge and I wanted to start learning again. I wanted to just expand my, I guess, my tool set and experience stuff outside of what I've known for 10 years. There was a desire to go, actually, like right now, I feel like I'm holding this. I, I guess I'm really just sharing the decisions that went into my move and then we can bring it back if you want to and punch in. But mm. my, my thinking around the move was I'm definitely a limiting factor for the people in the company right now, which became apparent. I'm not learning and getting a little bit comfortable. Like it was like post COVID wasn't comfortable, but then the year after that, like we, we kind of got back into the rhythm, but then those two things together of like getting comfortable as well as limiting the team, because some members of the team had great ideas and the ability to execute. And I was a blocker. And then I was like, actually coming up to 10 years for me professionally, I definitely don't want to just spend my entire career in this industry. I want to go and see, taste, and learn other things. And because I'm still connected to the company, it, there's actually a benefit there, which is I can see and experience other things. And then as we like, we met this week as part of our, our SLT meeting, um, which went on late, which was great, uh, which was just a good session, which probably there's some learnings there to share in a future episode. But by me being out of the business, it's actually making me think a lot clearer about the business that you guys run, which is, so there's lots of benefits from that side, but I was optimizing for experience and learning. And to do that, I needed to get out of my existing role. I needed, I needed a change of scenery as you put it. So I guess to, to loop back to Damien's question, it's like working out what you're optimizing for, and then he, and I'm probably punching into the weeds a little bit too much here, but I kind of like a reaction to it. Like there's a big addressable market for both of these opportunities that he's considering. And it could be bootstrapped or VC and bits like that. I actually don't believe that's true. I don't think like an idea can be successfully. If you think about the execution of an idea, I think some businesses are very much made in a way that to execute and grow them you need external capital there's some things where you need capital to move fast and that might mean to move fast to build a moat around the product that might mean to move fast to hire the right people the technology and some businesses can be a lifestyle business i can't think of many examples where it's actually it makes sense to do a or b this could be lifestyle this could be vc and i, yeah, I would challenge that. anyone listening yeah, look at just, sorry, just to jump in. Looking at the way he worded that, maybe he actually meant that it can either be VC backed and be a large company, or bootstrapped and just become a decent lifestyle business. Maybe, maybe that was what he meant. Uh, just, just from yeah. hearing what you were saying, maybe he was saying like this could go down two avenues, and I could serve in a slightly different manner based on. But, like, and I think if I was if I was in the room with him coaching him at this point, it would be great what are you optimizing for? Because they are very, very different journeys about what you want to do. And I think that's probably the takeaway for people listening, which is, especially if you're thinking about a new business and thinking about raising capital, get really clear on like what that expectation is when you raise capital and have like absolute clarity uh, because they are very different journeys as we've sort of like alluded to in the past on this podcast. Um, but my, my, I guess my big takeaway here for, for Damien is, I, I understand there's like the head and the heart and bits like that. And H, you feel free to drive these questions where you want to in terms of like saving some stuff for the one-to-one -one or getting Damien on for this. Uh, but it's definitely working out what you're trying to optimize for. Um, if, if you're trying to optimize for like wealth creation, uh, happiness, or the job is purely a tool to generate cash for you to go and do other things that you're passionate about, 
you just got to be really honest with yourself as to why you're going to spend 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week building a business, especially if you're starting a new venture, it's going to be consuming and working out actually what are the outputs you're trying to get out of it and never losing, losing sight of that. That's where you're trying to get to. And everything else is sort of like a, how you get there. Interestingly, what's coming to mind is um, Rich, actually, I remember way back when it was like, actually, imagine we're going to Paris and was like, okay, Adam, I'm going to see you in Paris and I'm going to see you in Paris at four o'clock next Tuesday. Okay, that's where we're going. We've agreed where we're going and I've got to meet him at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower four o'clock next Tuesday. How we get there, that's like the tactic. Okay, he might fly, I might get a train, whatever it is, but we're going to get to that destination. That's That doesn't move. So I'd say to Damien, work out what's the destination you're trying to get to and then reverse engineer the path that you think you'll get there either quicker or you'll have the most enjoyable part of the journey. And I guess that's teeing me up to say, make sure that you enjoy the journey and don't just focus on the destination. Like if you are literally just thinking, okay, I've got it to Paris, but I'm going to fucking walk there because it's cheaper. You're going to be miserable, like fact. So make sure you don't set yourself up for a miserable journey because you think when I get to the destination, it's all rainbows and sunshine because it ain't. And what happens is when you get to Paris, you actually I need to go a little bit further. And I was thinking of a map then of trying to work out where it makes sense to go. From and I'm, like, I'm not going to challenge my geography live on the podcast, but uh, I think it's really important to work out where you're trying to get to, Damien, reverse engineer that path and work out what you're optimizing for. Um, and th- there will always be sacrifices you've got to make. Uh, but if you are optimizing for enjoyment, new challenge, learning opportunity, then do the other thing, do the new thing, challenge yourself. Great. If you're optimizing for creating money because you're, it's safe and you know what to do. And when you print some cash, you know what you're going to do with that cash. And you know that that is actually going to bring you enjoyment and happiness and not sort of the, I guess the, 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 the Instagram version of happiness is the only way I can frame it. Like make sure it's something that is true to you. That would be my challenge to Damien right now. I know we've got like very philosophical on this answer, but I'd definitely say for someone in that boat, that's the thinking that I'd push them to do. Yeah, I mean, again, just looking at like Damien's situation, the fact that he's saying the current business will fund him just operating six to eight days a month, sounds like he's just looking for something else to do. So it's all depends on the, the drive, right? And the desire. It's more about... <laughs> do you care enough about this new thing to want, like you say, for it to consume you? Because if he's saying there's like problems, unfairness and injustices. Injustice was the word that was like, Sounds like a big problem that he's trying to tackle here that you don't really want to be just doing ad hoc. Like it needs to be like the full-time thing. You're probably going to need budget because it sounds like there's a big problem that needs to be solved. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to him a bit more about that one. But just on that, let me me just build on that for a little bit, which is you kind of raise a really interesting point, which is even though something logically might make sense, like there's the rational emotional side of being a human and making decisions. Like even if rationally something makes sense, if emotionally it doesn't fire you up to want to go and kick fucking doors down to make this thing happen, then don't do it. Because when you start a business, you've got to kick doors down and you've got to really want to see that thing exist in the world. If it's purely logical, then as soon as you start to hit some barriers, you're not gonna you're gonna be waiting for doors to open or politely try and walk through them. You've got to kick the damn door down when you're starting something new. And if because you use the word injustice, and I guess that was a trigger for me too. Actually, there's probably a lot of like passion going into this. Like this guy's gonna run through walls right now. So I'd say just be really mindful of making sure that when I just said, work out where you're getting to, 
make sure it's not purely logical. Make sure you're actually tapping into like your needs, desires, and what gives you energy and fires you up. Those two things need to find a harmony when you're making this sort of decision. And when you get that right, then you're unstoppable. That's like the entrepreneurs that like see a vision in the world. They're going to make it happen and nothing is going to stop them. That's when they've got the, I guess, the rational and emotional side of why they're doing it in perfect harmony and nothing's going to stop them. You want to get yourself to that point. That would be my challenge. It's bloody hard to, by the way. I'm making it sound easy in 40 seconds on a podcast. But that harmony of rational, emotional, and making sure you've got the energy to fight it, that's where you want to try and get to. Yeah, and... And just like the, one of the other vibes, the vibe that I got as well was like, like I say, uh, what, like I said, when I sort of proposed a question was, it sounds like he wants just change, but it seems like he could probably just scratch that itch anyway, just by dipping his toe in just a lot of different things. Or, or I don't know, like if he's saying it could make another decent lifestyle business, sounds like this could just be another side hustle on top of what, is already his day job that he just needs six to eight days a month in. So there's no reason why he can't just like play around and try these things, right? But like you say, if if it, you need to be passionate to drive it beyond anything more than just a little bit of a side hustle, because that's all. Yeah, let me. Otherwise, it'll just be a hobby, right? One hundred percent. Let me draw on like recent experiences. Like there's someone that um, I know working with friend that is in a position where they've got a business which is turning over like sub one million quid and in their head they're like i should be running a five million quid business i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go start something else i I know i can operate a five million quid business i'm gonna go start something else because or it wasn't i'm gonna go start something else it's should i go start something else because i I feel like there's a bigger opportunity for me in my life i want to be running something bigger and what happened is like the fire had gone out of the, because he'd been dragged into like the day-to-day mundaneness of running the business and hadn't backfilled himself to the point that he can be the person that is growing the business. He sort of like ended up just being the pure operational layer, just executional layer in the business. It's just kicked the shit out of him because it's hard. And it's like, okay, it's taking the energy out of him, but he's got a great business. And what he has to do actually is work out in that business where we got to, that business can get to 5 million quid but he can't see it right now because he's stuck in the day-to-day. So for Damien, it might be, what are you actually trying to achieve here? You're just trying to operate on a, on a different level and make more money. Then I would say, just take another step back from trying to make this decision of these two things you're looking at, which are new. Which actually, the thing that I've built that can fund me only six to eight days a month, what would actually happen if I doubled down on that? And again, options. I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, but definitely a consideration to say, before I go start something new, let me look at what I've built and if I put my time and energy into this, can I actually build a path that this thing gives me what I'm trying to achieve? That business is a tool to give you the lifestyle that you want. Can this thing, and that might give them some energy and be like, oh, actually, I haven't taken a second back to work on the business rather than in the business. And it's, this thing could get me to a certain scale. And if I was at that scale, I'd probably be enjoying it more because I'd have new challenges. I'd have a team. I'd have someone doing the day-to-day stuff because I could afford to hire them and backfill what I do and really play to my superpowers. It's like, actually, you might go, I'm not starting something new. And having this other thing funding me for six, eight days, I'm just going to do 28 days a month of this thing and get it to the level I want to and just lean in and consider it like the next phase of the business. I did that with expert trades. Like I got to like a certain point, I'm like, huh. And I'm like, okay, you heard me say it. If I came in as a new CEO right now, like a team of 15 people, this much money in the bank, what would you do differently? And that's when I got away from the business for like two, three days. And I was like, oh, actually, there's so much opportunity here, but I'm stuck in the weeds. Go away. Adam, you've been recruited for the uh, CEO of expert trades. Okay, cool. What's the challenge? Well, you've got to get to this point. There's a team here that are really amazing and you've got this much runaway in the bank to go make it happen. 
I'm like, when I reframe it to myself like that, I'm like, what an opportunity. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like consider myself like the new CEO of Expert Trades. Like every two to three years, I'm like, okay, new challenges. Yeah. And then when COVID came, I was just a fucking firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you raise a really interesting point. And again, Damien, we're definitely going to have to talk about this. But like, just from what you've said there and what he said, like, he's already got a business that seems to allow him to. Like, I don't, I don't know if by his line where he says, the current business continues to fund you. Maybe, maybe he's just, maybe this is a scenario, but I assume this is his scenario. Um, but if something can fund you by just working six to eight days a month, sounds like you've got a pretty sweet business, like, to be able to just not do it. Well, a lifestyle business, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the big question there is, what do you want to do? <laughs> like, yeah, why? 100%. That's I, I think that's maybe he needs to that, take up crocheting or something like he needs maybe he does just need a hobby because he's just like oh this business there was this amazing uh, meme that I saw on LinkedIn the other day and it was something along the lines of uh, like founder writing the business plan and it's like like thirty second thing just like and then like founder thinking about the domain and the new logo for the new business and he's like hood up like plugged in for like days and days and days and weeks on end and it's like there's this risk of like oh something new. Let's go. Uh, and I'm definitely one for that. And that's why I'm really lucky Absolutely. to have friends that ground me and sort of go, whoa, whoa, fuck, no, Adam, we don't do anything new. We agreed. It's just what we do, but better. That was our mantra. Do, do less, better. And I'm like, but, and everyone's like, no, no buts. Do less, better. And it was like, okay, cool. It's probably a reason for that. But maybe it's just hearing this podcast and maybe we're that support network for Damien, which is just take a step back, probably be proud of what you've built, like, and just observe what you've built with, uh, I guess, a degree of pride and go, cool, what do I actually want? What am I trying to achieve? If everything was on the table, including carrying on and growing it, including new things, what do I actually want for the next chapter of my book? Start there, then work backwards. Yeah, I mean, it seems like just I've just had to quickly scroll through just his couple of emails. It seems like he's already been at the laptop hood up thinking about all this stuff so it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to uh, to get him on because he's got loads more ideas context examples <laughs> oh mate okay amazing that, that whole thing is probably gonna be like start the damien just to give you a heads up you're probably gonna join the mic he's so gonna give us all this context i'm gonna say ignore all that take a step back and then we'll just like start from a imagine <laughs> a, a, a clean want, a clean whiteboard 100 percent. yeah it'll be one of those but it'll be enjoyable because i actually think there's probably a load of if we think about what we're trying to do here, there's probably a load of learning. People are probably resonating with Damien's question right now, which is, yeah, it's a bit boring right now. What I'm doing, I've been doing it three, five, I think seven years is the average where you get an itch, you want to move on. Uh, like I've been doing this for a bit now and I want something new. When you get that itch, I'd say take a step back and work out what is the what is the thing that is creating that little bit of anxiety and wanting change and then work out what you want the change to be. The, the thing you're in might be it actually the vehicle to get you there might be there to get you there quicker, but you've got to really define that before just going like, Oh, shiny squirrel go like, which is definitely in my nature. <laughs> uh, so I just quickly made a note there as well. Cause I want to, I want to ask you a question then Adam. Um, and I've, I've done a terrible note. So excuse me for how I'm going to, luckily we can't see it. it. If someone, I'm just sorry. Give me a sec just to try and uh, phrase this in the right way. Someone's in their current role, whatever it is, whatever industry it is, 
you know, the, let's just use our industry, for example, uh, expert trades, construction industry. The construction industry is probably a little bit behind the times in certain things. So a little bit. That's, Sorry. Yeah, just a little bit. But that's where we come in. We br- we're we're dragging them to the future, kicking and screaming. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, but we also go. We try and stay ahead of the curve with trends and things like that, so we can implement it with the brand work that we do. If someone like Damien or anyone else wants to, maybe just like get exposed to new things or learn new things that they can then bring back and implement into their uh, business or their industry. Like, what do you think is an easy way to just, you know, like how do you learn things, expose yourself to new things, you know, because if, if we just focus purely construction industry, we'd, mm-hmm. we'd be out of, date, out of date real quick. So we, we kind of, but because of the nature of like tech and marketing and things like that, we're kind of, always on this ever-growing platforms and things so we we naturally get exposed to those sort of things just in the work that we do but if someone is i don't know if they've been running a a, a industrial cleaning company for for years how do they learn a new skill set without having to leave the role like do they just google thing like what do they search for how do they how do they learn new skills or get exposed to new trends and things like that yeah so it's a good cue mate and i kind of think the essence of it is like how do you expect i mean industrial cleaning like whatever it is like how do you not get stuck in the rut and just do the same thing day in day out and how do you keep the energy and the innovation inside that business and there's two reasons why I think you need to do that, by the way. Like the the first one is to keep you sane. Like if you just do the same thing for your whole life, no wonder you're looking for something different. Like by bringing new things in, it, it kind of keeps you engaged and excited about what the opportunities are. It also will stimulate growth in the business when you execute on it. But two, if you're not innovating, someone else is, and they are going to eat your lunch. And I think there's so many people, specifically in our industry, because we deal with, we deal with and serve so many trades professionals is that industry in the last sort of like five years has taken on some leaps and bounds with how homeowners interact with, not trades, with getting the output done. What I mean by that is like example boxed, how you get a boiler on a wall, that service is very different to how it was pre-boxed. And that boxed model is going to work its way through the rest of the industry. So someone else is out there eating your lunch. And I think there's a, a need that for people that are in this industry that they think is very safe to just have that, I guess what I'm saying is like have that feeling when you go to sleep and when you wake up that there is someone out there trying to steal your business. You have to have that level of what am I doing differently? How am I growing the business to deliver more value, better service, whatever it is to my clients to make sure that I can grow the right way and actually keep the business that I've got. Because it sounds like if I'm being really candid that there's an assumption that Damien's business can continue to tick over at six to eight days a month and he'll be okay with that lifestyle. I would challenge that and say, no, 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 no. If that's a if that's a conception that you've got, imagine that there's someone right now, the street next to yours, trying to nick your business, and they're innovating. Have that thought in your head, and that will force you to think: actually, how do I grow my business? How am I increasing efficiencies? And then to go on to your question specifically, H, after I've just given everyone that's listening a bit of anxiety to say, "Oh, there is someone trying to nick my business." <laughs> Perfect. I want you to feel that 100. Uh, percent The next thing is, I'd probably say it's less about what to search and more about who to hang out with. Mm. And that's why I love this. I love the podcast. I love the community. And it is a shameless plug. 
But every time that I meet, when we used to do interview shows of this podcast, when we do meetups, when we're on Zoom calls, when we do dinners, when you surround yourself with people that are trying to grow and trying to innovate and test and try new things, literally in our WhatsApp chat this morning, there's GPT-4 examples, everything flying about. And people are now thinking, well, how do I implement this into my business? Like, Just by being around those people, they will lift you up because you'll see people doing interesting stuff and go, I want to do interesting stuff too. So I'd say less about what to search and more about who to hang out with and make sure you're hanging out with people that you respect, admire, or can learn from, and then just throw yourself into those communities. That that would be my advice. Yeah. And you also expose yourself to other people's skill sets then as well, right? So, and you don't necessarily need to learn them for yourself, but understand like you say you 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 all of a sudden realize oh wow the, this can be done and all i need to do is find someone to to, to mm-hmm. do it for me at that point right like uh, yeah 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 it's, really it's like also just like looking looking around he might think oh i do industrial cleaning and this is how we charge well great well look at what other people are doing that are completely out of domain so go mm-hmm. surge pricing uber and this might be a batshit crazy example but just play with it as a thought experiment to go, actually, if I introduce surge pricing into my cleaning business, what would that look like? And I don't know what the answer to that, but like, look at what's going on around you to go, actually, it's a, a different way. Oh, cool. When I, when I went to a restaurant in London, uh, there was this really sweet booking service that was like empathetic. It made it feel personable. What's the booking experience when people booking with me? Does it feel like that? No. Actually, what's the tool that they use? Go and investigate. Go, actually, I'm going to implement that into my business. Like just have that muscle going all the time. And whenever you get delighted with an experience by someone else's business, nick it, just go, okay, how do I bring that into my business? How do I take the learnings there and improve my business? That can, that is the muscle that you want to get going all the time. Uber for you good in industry. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? There's stuff there. And well, I think that, just getting like, that, that. Yeah. That surge pricing example is like a, just emergency something, right? Like emergency cleaning, emergency plumbing, emerge, like that's surge pricing. Like I locked my, I locked myself out of my own car once. I needed someone to basically crank my car door open because the keys were inside. I paid but even from like a cleaning perspective, quid. <laughs> the surge, yeah, immediate need. Yeah. But even from cleaning, like he might be thinking, well, that doesn't happen in my industry. It does because I called your dad up who runs an industrial cleaning business. And I was like, I need a cleaner tomorrow because we've got painters and the house isn't clean and they are kicking off at me right now. Surge pricing. Like opportunity is an example. I know we're just playing with it right now, but and I'm assuming you didn't search price me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's pull there's, his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess the point there for Damien, everyone is like, just have a play with it, hold it lightly, and just have uh, be inquisitive all the time about actually what's going on and how do I bring it into my business. And don't think of your business as safe. Have that concern that someone is trying to nick your customers on a daily basis. Because if you don't have that concern, someone will eventually nick your customers and you won't have a business. You have to have that small fear in the back of your head every single day. I think every founder and entrepreneur needs that. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, we'll, we'll end with the plug again for the network meetup. Like if you want to be exposed mm. to other people's experiences and skill set, and just be around good people, definitely get in touch, join the list, join the group. It's, it's it's worth its weight in gold like the amount of times people come people in the room it's crazy when like it's it's that classic thing where what you you know what you know 
and you think that well everyone knows it so like why wouldn't people be doing things that you think is second nature but you won't know that until someone asks you the question have you thought about just you know like darren for example um with his uh, motorhome stuff struggling with uh well not struggling with but wasn't sure how to fully monetize in certain different yeah. aspects he just aired he just tabled that question and there was like six different people all with unique ideas that he was just like writing down because like he just didn't even think they were possible or never even thought about it because it just didn't Un- seem unknown possible. unknowns you don't know yeah. what you don't know yeah 100 percent. and example like uh john leasing plus wanted to get tiktok came there he hit a quarter of a million views within a like a week of spending some time with you and danny like so an amazing group of people um and i would say if it it is fairly self-selective that if you are someone that will resonate and get involved you will get value um and i would say if you do get involved jump on the zoom calls hang out have an input and it's really important right now i guess for me to say that when you think about coming to that I think there's a concern with the small C to use an expression that our friend Jamie would say that people listen to it and go, I can't add any value to that. I'm not, I'm not joining the network. Yes, you can. If you're listening to this podcast and you've got 37 minutes in whatever you do, and you might not be on, you might be in a day job, like you might be running something. There is something that you can bring to the table as long as you're willing to jump in and be part of the conversation. Like if you, if you've got 37 minutes into this podcast and there is something in you where it's entrepreneurial, there is an intrigue, naturally there'll be something that you have so don't think oh, i'm not running a, a, a six figure seven figure business I, I can't join email harrison at experttrades.com to tease the one us at the end and just say here's what i am here's what i do could this be a fit if it's not a fit we'll be dead candid but it's not because of the metrics and the numbers it might just be not the environment that you'll enjoy but yeah, and just, email just in on, yeah on, on that note the like uh, i just made a note it's not a we call it the network but it's not traditional networking in the sense of like people yeah. exchange business cards it's it's not it's not a networking event like that it's it's people getting around the table like having food sharing ideas and like you say trying to level each other up in their own businesses not yeah can you share it's not bni <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not bni yeah okay and no disrespect to bni so i know people that use it and do really well from it but it's not that um, what it is and the reason it's called the network is because it's the network that you can come to whenever you've got a question, a problem and a concern or an idea, you bring it to the network and we will in a proactive way, support your thinking around that thing that you are working on. That's what we do. And there's people from all different shapes, sizes, industries in that group that will add a view that you might not have. That's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, it's so good. We'll leave it there, mate. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Remember, get in touch. Harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. If you don't know it by now, what you're doing, uh, get in touch. Join the network. Subscribe to the podcast if you've not already. We do record occasionally. So every ish couple of weekends, you'll get a podcast, if not every weekend. So, yeah. Uh, any final words, Adam, before I hit end? No, always a pleasure, mate. Um, and yeah, I've actually really enjoyed this show. And if you have literally got to 39 minutes in this podcast and you are thinking this sounds interesting, take action or unsubscribe to the damn show. Like that was the old war cry. It still stands true. If you want to surround yourself with interesting people, that's the best way to elevate yourself. Harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one us at the end, and we'll speak to you soon. And leave a five-star review if you haven't already. Until next time, guys, we will catch you again very soon. Oh.
double double confirm on the end recording, Adam. Classic. 